Welcome to the Hotbed Episode 3, The Pelvic Paw Patrol. In this episode, we are going to be talking about things that get us in the mood for sex, uh, but mainly we're going to be talking about the pelvic floor and pelvic floor health. But, can... but don't fall asleep, because often the pelvic floor can be a bit snoozy, kind of... Oh. Boring. But this is pelvic floor with bells on. Or love eggs hanging out. Or love eggs. So don't worry, stay tuned. Stick with us, people. So let's set the scene again. We have been invited back into Cherry's bedroom. So this is our second time into Cherry's bedroom. She obviously liked what we did last time, Anarchy. She took me for a drink on Thursday. <laughs> we were making love on Friday. Um, do you know that now Craig David is following me on Twitter? Oh, my God! Can joking. you believe that? Last week he followed me on Twitter. So I'm wearing a T-shirt right now saying, I love Craig... D- I heart... Craig David. A bit of facial hair as a tribute. Yeah, and I've started working out a lot so that I can match him. Um, in fact, I'm trying to become Craig David. Craig David. Yeah, as a thank you for him following me on Twitter, I'm going to become his body double. It's funny because when I saw he his. doesn't age. When doesn't I saw his last you. Twitter post, he was wearing his hair in a really high bun, and I think he's trying to become Cherry Healy. <laughs> oh my God, we're going to swap bodies. This is the best thing that's that ever happened to me. It'd be crazy. Anyway, obviously I'll, I'll ask him to come to our next live event. Book tickets now. Uh, they're not actually on sale, by the way. That was a joke. Watch this space yeah. for t- ticket sales. Lisa, what are you wearing? Um, well, I'm dressed as a member of the Paw Patrol, which is a cartoon <laughs> which is on Netflix, and anyone with children under the age of five will know what it is. Unfortunately, I do. I'm dressed as Skye, who mm-hmm. is um, a pivotal female character. She's underrepresented, and mm-hmm. most of the Paw Patrol are male puppies. There's only one woman. And even though she's got the helicopter, she's never called out on the, like, really big missions. Mm-hmm. So I'm She's wearing... too busy ironing, isn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's her organic hummus. Well, you know, the rest of the pauper shall have to eat somehow. So there's <laughs> got to be food on the table when they get back into the control station. <laughs> so I'm dressed as her. We'll find out why later. Um, there is a reason for it. I don't normally dress as um, a pink-clad puppy who drives a helicopter. It really suits you, actually. I think it should be your look. You can do that. Anarchy, what are you wearing, baby? Well, it's no secret that I love dungarees. I always wear dungarees. But today I thought I'd do something a little bit different and just not wear a top underneath. So I've got no bra, Mm. no top, and just dungarees. What I like is that because they're spaggy, when you move, sometimes it's not just side (laughs) boob, it's like whole boob. (laughs) And and I just appreciate that kind of vulnerability. in the Uber, I'm not sure if he's going to give me five stars. I think uh, he they, might give me five stars. I think you'll get off the scale stars. You might <laughs> do, but um, yeah, if I move it over to one side, both breasts are actually visible. But I just oh, think once good. you t- get to my age, it doesn't really matter anymore what let, you do. Let it all hang out. Anarchy Samuel, letting it all hang out. We didn't introduce ourselves, so you know whose voice belongs to who. I'm Lisa Williams. I'm Anarchy Somerville. And I'm Cherry Healy. And we have Baby Joe in the background, uh, my little boy. So again, if you hear snuffles, snorts, suckling, it's him and not Anarchy. Oh, it's not actually Cherry or I suckling on uh, Anarchy's exposed breasts. <laughs> no, I, I snuffle differently. Oh, it's not Craig David either. It's not Craig David's breasts. Because we don't even know what they look like. I do. <laughs> Cherry spent a bit of time looking at them. Now, we are going to throw to the show again. We talked about what gets us in the mood for sex uh, at our live show at Old Street Records. This all harks back to Dr. Karen Gurney's exercise. Dr. Karen, Dr. Karen, Dr. Karen. Oh, Dr. we love Dr. Dr. Karen. Without her, we are just three women sitting in a room. Talking <laughs> shit. Talking rubbish. So, God bless. 
She gives us a reason to live, doesn't she? Yes, a reason to live. So she gave us, she basically said, it's okay if women don't feel horny because most women don't automatically wake up with the horn. We need some kind of trigger to that. So at our show, we produced uh, the vagina box, which then got rebranded the vulva box um, after my anatomy was... Corrected. Sounds like I had plastic surgery. Yes, because vagina is a, a vulva is what you say for the whole yes, of everything. your genitalia. Not genitalia just vagina. Is not a vagina. So is I've it? made um I've name. made a box out of a Kleenex mm-hmm. box, and I'll explain more actually in the live show. But we basically asked the people that came to our live show to write what gets them in the mood for sex on a post-it note and post it through the little flappy flap flap. <laughs> through the flaps. And oh. it's uh, well Lisa wasn't even drinking. She <laughs> was, was pregnant. pregnant. I was so bad. Look at the madness that she came up with. I know. I'm insane yeah. and deranged. Post and your stories me. through my vagina box slot. Vulva box. Vulva box slot. This is why you have to come down to the live show for gold like that. Gold like that. It's and magic. on that note, let's throw to the show. Throw to the show. Craig David. Craig <laughs> David. <laughs> Sponsored post. It's sponsored. Sponsored post. So, uh, what can you get done in 30 minutes? Uh, Is this a rude question? No, no. I'm just asking because there's a treatment at the clinic by Dr. Mayoni, which promises to beat stress incontinence in 30 minutes. Oh, I spend longer than that on Instagram. What is it? It's called the Genevieve. Oh, she sounds nice. It's a non-surgical treatment which uses radio frequency waves to stimulate collagen production. It sounds a bit sci-fi. I heard it was developed to tighten up one's fannies for better sex, but also it's useful if you also do some wheeze and you don't mean to. We all know about those. Yes, we do, unfortunately. And also, there's a probe involved. Interessant. If you want to find out more about the Genevieve, ring the clinic by Dr. Mayoni on Get Your Pen 0208 699 and book in for a consultation and talk about all things pelvic floor. Normally 50 quid, this consultation is free if you quote Hotbed. And you'll have a chance to talk about your symptoms and see what options are out there. And I must note that if you don't live in London, you can do the consultation by FaceTime. That is the end of the sponsored post. Sponsored post. Sponsored post. Sponsored post. And we're going to do a little bit of a Sugar Babe style change in lineup to welcome Kelly to the stage. Woo! Booker Mum, Soho Radio uh, host, wonderful lady. And also, can we just talk about your shirt? Yes. For one second. Okay, so my father wore this to the opening of Stringfellows, 1972. <laughs> Casual. Thank you. He, he wore it with a white patent shoe. So, and, yeah. and, you're, and you're wearing it to the opening of the Hotbed uh, Collective podcast. So it's the same thing, really. <laughs> Big things. Can we also welcome to the stage the furry vagina box? Sex box! Some of you might recognise this. It made its first appearance at the Hotbed Collective launch party at Tonight Josephine. I made it from a tissue box, not that you can tell, but uh, now you can. The bottom still... I didn't do the bottom, I left it as Kleenex man size. Anyway, we asked you all a few questions before you got here, and our audience members very kindly uh, gave us some replies. And the question that we asked you was, what gets you in the mood for sex? And this is kind of related to Karen's exercise of triggering desire. So we will see what you have said. I'll hold your box. Thank you very much, Terry. I got your box. 
a bit sticky. It's all right, you've got mousse. I'll give you some mousse. We can deal with this. Bit of friction there, but I do have one. Right. So what gets you in the mood for sex? Dressing in really pretty knickers. Yay! Yay! Pretty knickers! They don't have to be expensive. No. <laughs> Primark will do. I always think also, do you know what my trick is? Always buy a size up. Ooh. Always. Because then you always feel great. Yeah. I mean, I can't bear tight knickers. I don't want to live in a world where my knickers aren't my friend. You know, if your knickers make you feel bad about yourself, what are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, there we go. I quite like cheap knickers that are rippable. Ooh, good tip. And I Thank quite you. like uh, my maternity... It's always the quiet ones. I like my maternity slash C-section knickers. <laughs> the ones that come up to your waist, for anyone that's not familiar. And, um, I mean, I think They're that keepers. They're normally in the kind of elderly aisle in M&S. But they are so comfy. And I kind of think from certain angles, they're kind of 1950s sort of thing <laughs> that, you know, Sophia Loren might wear. Yes, Lisa, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty knickers. Right, and now, Kelly, will you delve into the box? The last time I did this was at boarding school, aged eight. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> if he hugs and kisses me for no reason, instead of saying, fancy a quick bang... <laughs> Intimacy and be feeling loved. And basically, if someone really, like, it's like, I'm going to hold your face and tell you that I love you and I know you, you just feel, like, horny. A hug, a Not hug. you people. Don't do that later. <laughs> Cherry, okay. will you delve in? I Take a few, the sex box. Take a few. The problem with Post-its is that they do rather tend to stick. Shall I rip them? Just rip. Rip it oh, off. Rip like right. cheap knickers. Um, an arse grab and a slow kiss. I agree with Ooh. that. Do you know what? I don't... I'm pretty low maintenance. Is that you? Yes! <laughs> Spirit animal! I agree. Do you know what? I, I'm pretty low maintenance, but I want a bit... I want something. I want a big old booty grab and a big snog. That's done. I'm done, honestly. And some chicken nuggets. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Chicken nuggets, that's all we need then to get Cherry into bed. So that's a takeaway. Literally a takeaway. <laughs> that is a today's show. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just magic, there. magic combo. It's never going to get back. But you see, none of this actually really matters, these triggers for desire, if you've got a weak pelvic floor. So we're going to talk about pelvic floor now. Wake up at the back. It's really important, isn't it? It's also not um, always as kind of wee-based. And uh, I mean, I I, um, I realised the importance of pelvic floor when I wet myself on a trampoline next mm. to um, Beverly Craig Knight. David. Actually, I wasn't next what? to Craig David for once. I was on a trampoline next to Beverly Knight <laughs> at this like juice retreat thing. And um, I was jumping up and down. I realised that I'd wet my pants That's and had to get off. Move. But it, what a great story, hey? You yeah, know she what? wrote a song about it. Did you she hear the song? She's written the song Cher Cherry Healy Wet Her Cherry. Pants on a Juicing Cruise. <laughs> and it's, it was in the top five on It's iTunes. one of the best R&B songs <laughs> mm. of this century, I think. Mercury Prize nominated. It was amazing. She didn't get but it. This, but this pelvic floor chat um, is, is spicy because also what I didn't realise was how important pelvic floor was to have an intense orgasm. Which yeah. that, that was a useful bit of education for me. And as a lot of our listeners are parents, mothers specifically, pelvic floor is an area which kind of gets a little bit shot to pieces when you are pregnant. Um, I learned the hard way. I had my first baby via C-section and thought that I had dodged a bullet in terms of the pelvic floor because I thought, well, it doesn't come out. I mean, how little did I know? Essentially, mm. it's just being pregnant and it's the weight on your I pelvic floor that. of the baby which can really weaken it. Um, so it's relevant to uh, 
mothers for that reason um but also it's kind of anyone i think they say that the earlier you start strengthening your pelvic floor um the better really and also around sort of menopause time as well you need to it's another thing to think about i think that's part of the issue though isn't it is it becomes a thing that you need to do on your list of things to do which is quite far down so you need the the motivation i've never done i've never really done my pelvic floors i had a cesarean too so i don't think it applied to me until i worked myself next to beverly knight (laughs) and then i started doing my pelvic floors so the pelvic paw patrol is a group of women who met on Instagram and they have basically made it their mission to get dialogue going around pelvic floor health and not only on Instagram are they sort of putting out a lot of awareness for women but they are also hoping to lobby um, the government, the NHS, they really want people to prioritise pelvic floor health because it is so integral and you'll find out why in a minute. Um, I love the fact that they met on Instagram, I think that's Mm. a really nice thing. There's sort of, I think about seven of them and again they'll explain this but they all come from different areas of expertise. One is a doula and personal trainer. One is a women he- women's health expert, doctor. Uh, one is a physio, for example. And they all just feel really, really strongly about this. Um, so let's hear what they have to say. I am here with Dr. Amal Hassan and Elizabeth Davies. We are here to talk about a very exciting project that these two ladies have got going with some other ladies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very, very pertinent to our hotbed listeners because it is all about pelvic floor health, specifically um, after women have their babies. So it's something that we've talked about before and I thought let's get these ladies in and we will talk about it in greater depth. So can I first ask you to introduce yourselves and say what your kind of professional and personal sort of interest is in this, in this area? I'm Amal. I'm a sports and exercise medicine doctor. I'm actually in training to be a consultant, so I'm called a registrar at work, but that Mm. confuses people. Um, (laughs) So I uh, am training to treat elite and amateur athletes, the exercising population, and people who need exercise prescription in their life to mean that they can lead sort of healthier lives into their old age um, with a big public health agenda. And so... Pelvic floor health fits in really nicely with um, female athlete uh, care, uh, but also uh, postpartum rehabilitation um, for women who want to remain active, to to stay active into their um, older life, middle aged life. And that's Mm -hmm. really important for the work that I do Mm -hmm. um, on a public health scale. Uh, And my interest in it really came from a personal point. Um, but now I can't sort of fail to see it, its importance everywhere I go. Yeah. <laughs> Become kind of a pelvic floor uh, mad type person. Yeah. All roads, Obsessed. All roads lead to the pelvic floor. All roads right. lead to the pelvic floor, yeah. With yeah. me now in clinic, you can expect that. <laughs> All I'll be interested. No, I'm joking. You're always kind of pelvic floor angle. So yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Come in for foot pain. I'll make sure I get to yeah, it. Elizabeth, go. <laughs> Hello. So I am a personal trainer specialising in pre and postnatal health and also a postnatal doula. Uh, I have recently had a career change um, mm. into this uh, new and exciting venture and it was during the course of um, my studies really that I started um, looking at how we are serving 
the the pregnant and postnatal population um, through sort of health and fitness and what's on offer and what's lacking um, and that kind of got me really thinking about how we can better serve uh, the population with pelvic floor rehabilitation pelvic floor health um, combined with my own personal story I'm a mum of two mm-hmm. I've always been into fitness mm-hmm. um, and after my second baby was born I struggled with um, pelvic floor dysfunction I had some stress incontinence after having my second child um, so you know I have been that person in the circuits class <laughs> conscious that they've wet themselves <laughs> and you know that was kind of what made me think if this is happening to me it's probably happening to a lot of people and what can we do to help people out? I stumbled clumsily onto Instagram not having a clue how to how to Instagram. Is that a verb? I'm making it a verb. <laughs> it is, and, uh, you know, this was very much my sort of interest. I want to kind of start, start or join in conversations around this. Mm. And so, you know, you follow people as you do. <laughs> and then I messaged a few people about this interest. Not just me. Not just you, in fact, maybe you were first and you ignored me. I did, initially. I contacted a male over direct message and said, hello, I'm Elizabeth and blah, blah, blah. Here's a little bit about me. And I'm really interested in pelvic floor health. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, what happens at the moment is inadequate. And I'd really like to start a campaign to try to improve things. Yeah, we got on, um, luckily, and found some other friends to help us we became the pelvic poor floor is it pelvic floor patrol or is it i think it's pelvic poor patrol pelvic poor patrol okay we'll probably need to clarify that before we go on our first mission pelvic poor health is it then and this is and how did that who branded it that that was Anya. It is a hashtag. I think it's only been used about fourteen times so far. Have you checked? I haven't even, I haven't even <laughs> pressed it. I don't think it's. I don't think it's gone viral. No, no, no. certainly not. And also, when I use it, I always put pelvic paw patrol, pelvic floor patrol. Oh, when my clarify. husband says. <laughs> and so, what are your? If you could sort of change, what, what do you? What are you hoping to achieve with um, with the? the campaign what are your kind of targets and I I think so as a as a broad um sort of goal I think pelvic floor health postnatal pelvic floor health is an area that needs investment by way of conversation Mm -hmm. time and education and probably as an adjunct to some of those things Mm -hmm. money yeah you know so that that I think is the headline but I think sort of by way of um starters it would be great to get some conversation going and some education about what what to expect what Mm -hmm. to look out for what your red flags are Mm -hmm. and also prevention what can you do actually to sort of help yourself out because there are things that you can do to help help yourself um to sort of keep yourself safe and I sort of personally thinking back to um the antenatal education I had and the interactions I had with healthcare professionals afterwards and this is absolutely no criticism because there's a lot to cover in a fairly short space of time 
I very much feel that I was in the dark about a lot of things that I may have been able to do mm-hmm. to give myself a helping hand and to spot warning signs more quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So what are the best ways to restore the pelvic floor after a baby? So if, if Kegels were the only thing you did, you would put a lot of pressure, if you, especially if you didn't pay attention to your breathing, yes. you would end up just putting a lot of pressure both on the on the abs in your chest wall and with your with your breathing itself mm. um but also the the pelvic floor would end up just tightening up yeah. really really tight and a lot of deep pelvic pain um which typically you might think is sort of like lower buttock pain yes. or like pain in your groin yeah. um you might also feel it when you have sex yes and that you know oh sex is really painful why is that i'm doing my pelvic floor exercises yeah. you know i it, things should be getting better yeah so again um just to demonstrate that that kegels aren't the be all and end all of pelvic floor rehab no you have to stretch your pelvic floor as well you yeah. know it has the muscles can't be allowed to tighten up yeah so you've got that sort of i don't know how many things but you know breathing knowing what your abdomen is doing um allowing your pelvic floor to relax in breath and tighten up and how to do that properly from back to front um, alignment alignment at, so that you can breathe effectively mm-hmm. because we say breathe if I was sat with a hunched back I wouldn't be able to breathe in very much be, mm-hmm. find it quite hard to swallow that's always a good way yep. of testing how well you breathe is how hard is it to swallow um and similarly if I you know boobs up to the sky oh yeah that's you know that again posture, you're really not getting not... a good breath in so yeah. you have to work it out and it takes ages to work out these things, which is why having someone of trained, in my opinion, women's health physio to talk you through it is, is fundamental. So how accessible are women's health physios? I'm just thinking about people who are listening to the podcast thinking, um, my pelvic floor is not what it should be, sex is painful, um, you know, whether they gave birth two days ago or sort of two, even 12 years ago, what can they actually, what can they do to... To fix it what should this what steps should they take you know um i'm gonna i'm gonna state from the outset that i'm not at all like an, an expert in this area but um i think my my advice if i were talking to a friend or you know yeah uh, would be day zero you should be doing kegels mm-hmm. as you're taught because most people are weeing themselves day zero <laughs> after having a baby and you do just want to like feel that tone again um, yeah, and get those absolutely. muscles contracting and the first time that someone does a kegel they might not exactly. get any feedback they might exactly. not they might not be able to totally identify normal. the muscles they might be squeezing their glutes instead of engaging yeah. the pelvic floor it's going to take a little while you know for the sensation to return and i completely agree with you yeah know that kegels aren't everything but do but them yeah because they say to do them when you're feeding your baby i think that's what the midwife said to they do yeah. yeah so that's the first thing and then should they go and ask for a referral to a, can you get that kind of thing on i the think NHS? i think what's normal is that um in the few weeks that follow birth if you are having such troubling you know incontinence whether it be urinary or fecal or you have a frank prolapse that's definitely going to take you to your gp whoever you are and that Mm. you're not going to wait for your six-week check yeah and those people will get sorted because it's a priority for the nhs yeah it's um it's those of us who at six weeks for example i had um quite heavy dragging pain and I had an episiotomy and I was really confused because What's a dragging pain? So a dragging pain is like a heavy um I would call it a heavy ache that it you know, you can have an ache. <laughs> I'm happy about the heavy age. Oh, oh I know it hurts. Really it's upset. empathetic. It really is. Yeah, sensitive fella. That is not right. Okay. <laughs> 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 so 
sorry, carry on. So, it's um, all right, Joe. Um, so that's what a drag is. Yeah, like. it feels like. Yeah, I had an episiotomy, and I was worried that it wasn't healing. And we were six weeks down the line, and I'd heard that at two weeks, you know, you should expect your episiotomy to heal. I had an examination, so my GP did do an internal examination um, with one the, with the speculum. You know those things they mm. use when you have your smear. Yes. And oh my god, I nearly jumped off the bed. But I really <laughs> couldn't tolerate it, and I, I was like, I can't believe this because I've just had a baby. This should be, you know, I should be amazing at this now. You know, a smear is never going to hurt again. Um, but it was so painful, and she said she couldn't see anything wrong with the wound. And I remember it being so bad. So, you know, I actually had my check at eight weeks and the pain was so bad that if I was holding Rafi, um, you know, on my chest and trying to soothe him, standing up, rocking from side to side, by the end of the day, my vagina killed me. Like, that was the majority of my discomfort and probably the number one thing that would be on my mind by the end of the day. So, I'm, you know, it's it's that kind of subtle presentation of pelvic floor dysfunction that that people need to be aware of um, yes. because I, I didn't know what that was. No. Um, and I don't know if at the moment I can guarantee that women across the UK can access information easily if they were to type in into Google what they thought was wrong and go on the NHS website, for example, mm. because I, I, I either didn't think to do it or if I did, I didn't, I can't remember now, but I, I, could, I didn't find no. the information and, you know, I needed. You've got the, ben- you've got the benefit of, uh, degree in medicine mm. you know you're quite far along your career so you at least know the places to look if you were to do a, a yeah. google search if if women aren't going to their gps and saying i've got this problem what are my referral options you know and banging on about it then it's never going to become a priority mm. is it and maybe what that's that's something that we can achieve in terms of encouraging people to go forward and ask for help you know yeah I mean you get the you get the classic story of you know I, I told my GP and they and didn't they said, Let's you know, wait yeah times. you know you've just had a baby and um if it is a real problem and I would say that if it's affecting your mental health mm-hmm. which it can do I know it sounds ridiculous but any injury course, can it yeah, can if it course. impacts on your daily life yeah. and like me at the end of the day you're literally like in sobbing in pain you can't sit down yeah. You have to tell someone because yeah. that degree of disruption in your life yeah. warrants further referral in the NHS. That's normal. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're all, I think, very aware now of the body of evidence um, behind the benefits of exercise on postnatal mental health. Yeah. Well, if you're in a situation where well, you, you can't, can't yeah. you know, that is actually quite a a damaging situation you know that there's something you can be doing to Mm -hmm. make yourself feel better and you can't do it because of sort of common but not normal postnatal issues like stress incontinence Um, so the takeaways for listeners if you are experiencing what you think might be um, a problem related to a weak pelvic floor takeaways are and from what you've said, to go to to go to your GP and ask for a referral and sort of discuss it with them and see what they can do. If you've got the money to maybe go get yourself a mummy MOT um, from a local physio or whether yeah, so there's an, yeah. a mummy MOT website where you can look ah. up all of the practitioners mm-hmm. who offer the mummy MOT. But if you can't go to a a mummy MOT practitioner, you need to find a women's health physio. So not a physiotherapist who is a musculoskeletal physiotherapist with an interest in women's health, 
but a women's health physio. It's mm-hmm. kind of subtle but really important because yes. the women's health physio is trained and qualified to be able to examine you internally mm-hmm. and that is key really to mm-hmm. be able to see how um, well your pelvic floor recruitment mm-hmm. is working mm-hmm. and also to check for pelvic or organ prolapse. Yes. I've just run my fingers in a circle around the air as if doing an imaginary check for Melvin oh what the hell is that and you know I totally appreciate that when you are on mat leave money's too tight to mention yeah and Tell me you don't it. feel <laughs> with all those white basic John Lewis baby grows to buy, you don't feel and like fifty different types of bottle because maybe this will be the one that works. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all stacking up and the baby's not happy with any of them and they keep spitting. Um you don't feel like you can spend what seventy quid going to have an internal examination mm-hmm. and assessment. If if you can justify that money, it will be a seventy pounds really well spent mm-hmm. because it's an hour. You can cover a lot. The physio will look at your alignment, will look at your breathing, um, will look at you sort of moving to see what's happening there, what's happening with your muscles. Will check you for separation of the abs, mm-hmm. um, and will in- internally examine you. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get kind of a really thorough assessment Mm -hmm. with um focused bespoke tailored homework Mm -hmm. that you can then do by yourself yes there will be kind of the option of a follow-up if you don't have the money for it you don't have to go to the follow-up in an ideal world you would but if all you can afford is the assessment Mm -hmm. And you've got the seventy pounds. Have the assessment. It will yeah. be money so well yeah, you'll, spent. You will, you will leave reassured. I think the thing I would add to that is, if you don't have the money, um, think about think about it more like what you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yes. So don't slouch. Yes. Don't stick your bum out. When you've been pregnant for <laughs> ten months, um, <laughs> the tendency is to arch your back like a gymnast mm-hmm. and stick your bum out. If you stand in front of a mirror, mm-hmm. you can tell your alignment or get someone to take a photo of you side on and you can see what you look like naturally yeah, and yeah. then work against it Correct. and keep checking yeah. yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. do that on a daily basis. When you want to pick something off the floor, squat. Yeah. Don't bend over. Yeah, or do like a do a sort of split stance, sort yeah. of lunge. Or a lunge, yeah. down on the knee, pick it up, up. That's actually hard work, so that's good rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we spend a lot of time picking things up. <laughs> don't, don't do any crunch-type movement. Don't no sit up out of bed. Yeah. Um, even if you find it difficult to get out the couch, as I did, come onto the edge of the couch, and brace like a squat, and up you go. Yeah. It's It seems pedantic, but when you start thinking about it, you'll do it correctly more often it, yeah. you're not going to be perfect 100% mm-hmm. of the time but the, the more you're aware of it the better yeah. um, I would still say if you use a squeezy app if you download the squeezy app do it I still do it every mm-hmm. day um, but be aware of your breathing mm-hmm. as a general rule breathe in and relax your pelvic floor down when you exhale squeeze and lift the pelvic floor and like yeah. you're doing up a zip of your trousers So there we have it. We all need to be working on our pelvic floor strength, people. There's no way around it. We just have to do it. I imagine some of you are sort of clenching and squeezing now. I am. It's all about motivation. If someone says to me, if someone said to me when I was in my 20s, oh, you need to do your pelvic floor Mm. because you might 
wet yourself in the future next to Beverly Knight on a trampoline. Did I mention <laughs> that? Um, I wouldn't have given any care to it at all. No. But now I see that it intensifies orgasm and does lots of other things as well. I feel a bit more motivated mm. to do it. Do you think it's also because you can't see it, your pelvic floor? So yes. if we could, we're a very visual culture, aren't yeah. we? So I think if you could actually, you can obviously feel it when it's probably working, but in terms of like doing sit-ups where you can actually see something or doing yeah. yoga, but it might be a bit more motivated. I have definitely noticed that since I've been doing more, I have been able to, I've got a stronger core, which mm. means that I, mm. I often get a really pot belly at the end of the day. I look really pregnant by the end of the day. It's because I've got no core strength. Mm. Since I've been doing my pelvic floors, I feel like I've got a slightly flatter stomach mm. because if, there must be some, you, you're pulling it from the inside. Mm-hmm. That Actually, makes sense. Yeah. So now I'm super motivated to do them because I think, why well, don't even have to do any sit-ups? I just need to yeah. really, really get a strong inside. pelvic floor. Now, that is amazing motivation. Better orgasms and being able to do my jeans up at the end and of the day. And not weeing yourself next and, to Beverly Knight. And never weeing myself next to Beverly Knight ever again. And if Beverly again. Knight is listening, I think you should perhaps apologise <laughs> to I'm really her sorry, Beverly. That's not a good experience. Uh, it was rude of me. To watch um, you peeing your pants. But now I could trampoline next to you all day long. The rematch. We've got to get this organised. We're going <laughs> yeah. to invite... Beverly night down for a uh, trampolining party. That's a good idea. Who's yeah. going to wet themselves first? <laughs> you just that have to stay on idea. until one of you does. <laughs> Can I come down now? No. No. That's, that's the way. Now, if you find it hard to work out whether you are doing it right or not, there is a little gadget um, called the LV, which we have reviewed. So um, I don't know if you've heard of it before. It's a little green widget. They call it um, the most personal trainer. It's mm. a very good looking object. Um, it's beautifully I, yeah. designed. I like the fact that when you say sort of pelvic floor exerciser, I'm thinking of something with big, long metal arms. You would that you think attach of that. to the door and then you have to sort of pull out. Whereas it's small and discreet and it's like quite a beautiful looking thing. It looks almost like a very beautifully designed tadpole. <laughs> yes. And you put it, you insert it inside yourself. Not in your bum, though. Not in your bum, in, in your front bum. And you download the app. Mm-hmm. And it's very stylish, very easy to use. And as you squeeze, it tells you whether you're squeezing correctly. Mm-hmm. And also there are games you can play to encourage doing it. Because pelvic floor exercises are pretty boring. Mm-hmm. I often lose interest after about five. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it reminds you to do them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a win-win. I think so. I mean, I came across it first when I wrote a piece about the pelvic floor for another magazine, and I tried lots of different things. I tried rebounding. I tried What's rebounding. Rebounding is um, going on a little mini trampoline. So oh, we're right. nearly in Beverly Knight territory. Uh, everyone has their own little trampoline. You do it in the gym, and apparently it strengthens up your pelvic floor. But you have to have quite a strong one to start off with, otherwise you wet yourself. So it's mm. sort of one of those things. So I tried that. I tried um, ballet bar as well because um, your core is really important to that mm. lovely kind of balletic posture. But I have to say, I am the anti ballet. I mean, I have no grace. <laughs> Literally, yeah, no I grace. Oh, girl. stop it! You do. So I, that was oh, not come, good come, 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 come. <laughs> I love that. Anyone that's seen me waddle down the road will know I have no grace. So I tried that. I tried a number of things, and really, the LV was the only thing which made a difference. And mm. by difference, it made a huge difference. And I think within. 
I don't, almost two weeks or something. Suddenly, sex wasn't painful anymore. Yours? How often? I was using it every day, and right. I mean, I don't like to say this is the reason, but I mean, because of the gamification and me being quite a competitive person, I was <laughs> on there every day trying to like beat my personal best. Oh, see, that's so good. it worked for me for my psychology. Yeah, I think that's the thing with me because obviously, when we've done other reviews, what's come up is that I'm not a big tech head, mm. having been born in the seventies. Um, <laughs> So the 1900s. I, the 1900s.com. <laughs> At the turn I, of the century. Exactly. <laughs> I, feel it, I feel like I, I kind of resist things that require technology in order mm. to, to do it. Um, but there were a couple of things I did like. I liked the fact that it looked really nice. Mm. I liked the fact that it was quite an easy thing to do, even for somebody who's not very techy. Um, my challenge still is that I'm a very busy woman <laughs> with a very busy schedule and I don't have time. No, it's because you can't. Things. It's because you can't be bothered because of most of the. It, that's it. You know, whenever I say I've gone too busy, it's because basically, and and this is probably I am the woman in the hair shampoo ad where basically I am running down the street, mm. I am hailing oh, a taxi, I am on the Instagram, I have got ten meetings, but, I've got everything yes, going on at the same time, yes. and this LV thing. Where do I fit it into that schedule? I agree. It's just one more thing. It is. To but do. tell me, are you wetting yourself a little bit as you're trying to multitask? I am, but nobody can see it. <laughs> nobody sees it because I just wear very large yeah. pads. For me, the, the excitement, the motivation, because I agree, you know, it's one more thing, pelvic floor. It's just, you go, you've yeah. got to be kidding me. So I've got to look great, be a great mum, work, Successful. do all these things, and you've got to be kidding me. However, the motivation for me was that A, um, I love the techiness, I love the game. And also, um, I found that I was getting a bit of a flatter stomach. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't realise how... See, now that you've mentioned that to me... It was really I'm surprising that, to me. You know, as I sit here naked under my dungarees, I think actually that is a good motivation because I'm quite superficial. So I like the fact that it's got some more but physical also, I benefits. find that my because my core is stronger, I find exercising a bit easier. And also, I find picking up my kids easier. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever had a strong core, ever. I'm always much more of a, like, do squats, go for a run. But I've never worked on my core before. And I definitely found that, Doing life is easier. Mm. So I'm properly into it now. Now, the RV isn't cheap, is it? It's not the cheapest option. It is the best part of 200 quid. It's around the 150, 160 marks. I'll need to double check that. Valentine's Day. I know, but what I think is funny, like having had this chat and finding out these extra benefits that we're all discovering is, you know, you can spend thousands of pounds on beauty treatments, spa weekends, Mm. surgery, self-help etc whereas usually the answer is like just get enough sleep get enough sleep and you will feel a million times better mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same with the pelvic floor it's like yes maybe you need to invest a little bit in something like an LV or invest your time into kind of exercising your pelvic floor but it will bring with it these amazing benefits so it's True. kind of just worth doing really um yes that's that's what I would have to say about okay. the LV so um, you're going to give it quite a high are we giving it scores or not I am. today well you know my vagina is now so tight that it won't get around in when we go to the pub so I'm going to give it like whatever <laughs> we do good five out of five five out of five five stars yeah I, I would give it three out of five um, for me I think it just needs to be a bit less techy I love it. It's a te- it's a piece of tech, and it needs to be less techy. <laughs> I'm going to give it five because this is the first time in my life I've ever not had a quite severe pot belly by about six o'clock in the evening. So that to me is very very exciting. That's good. So here ends our episode, Pelvic Paw Patrol. 
we hope you enjoyed it please come and listen to us next week download us subscribe to us uh, love us adore us worship us imagine if you could actually download us That'd download be, us. that would be so terrifying. Good. Yeah, black because Anarchy sent me naked. So if you do download <laughs> us, make sure you don't do it make at sure work. Make sure you're prepared and <laughs> not safe for work. Buckle up, Craig David. Next Craig ep- David. Craig ne- David. <laughs> Anarchy that. Pipe down. The next episode is called Just Look at the State of Me. And in it, we explore body confidence, which is obviously a, a hotbed topic. Yes. 